0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weight loss. That's plushcare.com weight loss.
1: This is the John Oakley Show podcast.
0: So we've got Alyssa
2: Freeman, Michael Diamond, and David Sparrow joining us today. And oh, lo and behold, yet another person has walked away from KMH. We are at number nine. As of Friday, nine people in eight weeks have. Walked away from uh, KMH, just up and gone they were. And now, late today, we get uh, news that the province appointing an advisor for external review. In other words, the province has said, no, we will have an external reviewer ourselves on this, so it will not be KMH just uh, shining a light on itself. Alyssa, I'll start with you on this uh, round. Is this going to be the answer that you need, the province uh, being the second set of eyes on this?
3: Well, I, I don't know. Um... Maybe. It's not the answer that I need. You know, when we discussed this uh, about a week or two ago, the one thing that I said was, this is just the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. i don't think we're hearing about all the people who have wandered away at Camh and are wandering these streets and because of this has become more notable i think that this is now being reported on so that's the first thing i think that if we looked at those numbers over the year we would probably be shocked at mm-hmm. just how often this happens so with the province acting as a, as a set of eyes yeah maybe that's a bit of a stopgap measure but still i think that there's a lot more that Camh has to be doing and also, what was interesting about this is that it took a few more of those <laughs> runaway patients for ChemAce to actually come out. And admit and say oh you know what we need to review our protocols well no kidding
2: no kidding you know Alyssa's right David I mean look uh, people I think have been walking away we had a report uh, the Toronto Star did a pretty good in-depth report just uh, looking at hospitals uh, in in the Toronto area and KMH I think they averaged out to one every other day was wandering away but you you know KMH is getting all the attention right now but you got to beg the question of how many people on a daily basis are walking away from these facilities and lord knows what they are up against lord knows what they've got conflicting them or is in their head but we the public are not told and i think clearly there's a structural break that needs to be overhauled
1: well i would suggest that uh, these facilities are not actually prisons they are hospitals and uh, people are when they are, probably
2: should be prisons
1: well that's that's up for debate i mean uh-huh. we were just yeah. mentioning during the break penatang which is yep. is a uh, prison and the worst of uh, people with severe mental health issues that cause them to commit crimes end up being imprisoned there sometimes for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. Uh, here, we're, I guess, hoping that some people who are not criminally responsible um, have been through the system long enough that they are no longer a danger, but they are still being housed or going through the process. And so, do we? is it important for the province to review this? Absolutely. I think that they should work with CAMH and these other facilities to try to arrive at a better system that somehow helps people to get the help that they need, at the same time. I don't know that as a citizen I want, uh, you know, a, an amber alert every time somebody walks away from a mental health facility and uh, know all the the details. So it, it's a it's kind of a murky area. We want those people basically to get better so they can be supportive members of society again.
2: Yeah. The bottom line is, though, Michael, they all can't get better. Some of them are just very sick and are a danger to public. No matter how much we wish and want them to get better, the reality is. Eight of the nine people that walked away are violent and a threat to uh, society. One chopped off his mother's head, another guy uh, bludgeoned another guy to death in a rooming house and then uh, boarded a plane to China. I mean, not everybody can be fixed by the system. So what is the fix for the system?
0: Well, look, I, I, who have an answer for nearly everything, certainly (laughs) don't have an answer for that question. But uh, I think... The province stepping in, having an independent review, certainly important. I believe that the province could also appoint a supervisor for the facility. That is something that I think uh, I would like to see happen. Uh, it, it, this is a, a, a tough question, and getting the answer right is critical. We need to uh, we need to foster treatment and rehabilitation for those who it is possible. Okay, but wait, let me, but let me we certainly you need to protect members of the public.
2: We do, but then I think David brought up the question. You know, we Penetang, you know, is a hospital that once you go in you're not coming back out and there are facilities in Hamilton there are facilities in the province of Ontario where people go in they don't necessarily come out do we you know and you can send me your hate emails but is it time to start going back and reviewing who can come in and who can't come out.
0: Look, that's something that should be addressed in this review, which I certainly hope uh, not only includes uh, members of the uh, uh, law and uh, uh, public uh, public protection sector, but the mental health sector also. And I think uh, you know, let's defer to medical experts and doctors on that, and I think that we'll get the right answer by uh, deferring to government and experts on this.
2: Alright, let's um, quick up th- quickly pick up this before we get to a break, but the majority of Canadians living outside Quebec do not approve the province's religious symbols law. I cannot say I'm shocked by that, but Quebecers, yes, they are in favor of it, favor of this. So I'll start with you on this, um, David. Will this cause more tension uh, on these issues for Canadians outside of Quebec? I mean, we've done the polling on this. Everybody across the country is horrified by this, and yet Quebec does it, and no one—certainly not the leaders of this country—we haven't heard a barely a peep out of any of the leaders. They will not say anything about it.
1: Yes, and I think that it's uh, kind of unfortunate that in Canada politics has shifted to where Quebec becomes the most important province at this. Well, they were all coming they were time. always the no, most important. Well, I, I I'll go with you there. Uh, but I am I am meaning that since the Orange Wave and mm. then the Liberals and now the Conservatives are trying to build up Quebec, like this is this is what uh, they kind of hinge their whole campaigns on—is what Quebec's going to do—and so it does prevent them from saying perhaps what they think. As far as you know, diversity goes. In Toronto, diversity is our strength, is our slogan. When we project ourselves to the world, we talk about the diversity of Canada, and Canada is a safe and wonderful place to come to where you can practice your religious freedoms and other things. The fact that Quebec is doing this flies in the face of all that. It's very frustrating to to uh, he, uh, hear. And in fact, I think we do need some politicians to stand up and say, you know what, Quebec, you're you're in the wrong here, and you need to start uh, promoting an inclusive society like we talk about in the rest of Canada.
2: Well, the bottom line is, when uh, Doug Ford brought in the notwithstanding clause to reduce council, which is, by the way, very dysfunctional still, you could probably cut another 25 of them away. Here, here. Um, the bottom line is, you know, there was more anger and outrage, Michael, over that mm-hmm. than there has been over this, and this is like, this just goes against everything.
0: Well, isn't that shocking? It's, what, but yeah, it's. It's the most shocking and the least shocking thing because the the fear of the notwithstanding clause was always that it was going to be used to trample on individual rights. Here in Ontario, you had it to to actually exert uh, legislative supremacy as it was intended to do. In Quebec, you have it where it's being used to trample over individual rights. And the outcry was all on Doug Ford uh, streamlining yeah. local government and and the activist class is uh, fairly quiet on Quebec. I'm really happy to see that the majority of Canadians and the rest of Canada oppose this. Uh, of course, it's terrible racist legislation. It's, it's draconian. It's a it's a, it's a government-enforced dress code. And we saw the uh, consequences of it this weekend, unfortunately, when a, a Jewish man wearing a yarmulke yeah. was assaulted by a taxi driver in Montreal. Because you know what? If your government says it's okay to discriminate against people the way they drink, people are going to start thinking it too. And this law is the, the start of something very, very nasty in this country, and I'm glad to see the majority of Canadians oppose it.
2: Alyssa, I don't have a ton of time, but I'll uh, let you weigh in on this. So does it become an election issue? Because, again, we have not had any leadership on, on this at all, and that's all because of the votes in a coming election.
3: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I can't see right now to becoming election issues unless somebody comes up with a really, really compelling narrative. Uh, yes the uh, numbers uh, show that there is agreement across the country with the exception of Quebec but you know the one thing that we have to remember is we talk about all this dirty nationalism south of the border when we have it right here in Mm -hmm. our own province and right now every time that Trudeau has been asked to comment on this or any political leader they've sort of tippy toed around it for fear of offending Quebec oh no 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 it's for
2: fear of not getting votes (laughs) let's be honest here
3: okay well there's there's the dotted line right
2: yeah so unless somebody actually wants
3: to put the hammer down and take a stand on it, I can't see this becoming an election issue.
2: We'll see. Uh, Someone will ask about it.
1: Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.